0: Hi, it's Josh from Under the Table Hot Sauce. I'm here with my friend, the star of the show, Jimmy Farrow. Yeah, what's up, JB? Nah, nothing. It's been a hot summer, and for all your barbecue needs, you can go to underthetablehotsauce.com. 13 unique flavors to choose from, created and bottled in a Long Island kitchen. Underthetablehotsauce.com. Let's go chow, JB. Let's do it. All the flavor, twice the burn. Of, of training and once you explain that can you do pretty much the same thing that that the Hogan did kind of explain what got you into the business and who helped you to get started in but I, I, I'm interested to know myself you know how in the hell you get to look like that you jack bro man this is coming from somebody who's twice my size <laughs> man I'm trying to get like you brother man you see those arms right there well all you gotta yeah. do is get fat bald headed black and ugly you look just like well, me well I'm halfway there got you. Monty and the Feral, number one wrestling podcast, yeah. When it comes to podcasts, they are the cream of the crop. Yeah, dig it. Heartless man. We don't need them around. Mmm, yeah. Monday, Monday, yeah. Monday. Much oh man days, yeah. Only on the Monty and the Pharaoh show, yeah. And uh, gotta let you know that this is not live, so I gotta tell you that so it makes sense of what I'm talking about. Okay? Because we're gonna talk about some things from last week. So uh if this was live, then we'd be talking about this week. You understand what I'm saying? It'll make sense, don't worry. Now, here's the deal. Where do we start? Where do we start? Hmm. First of all, let's talk about uh, something that I read today. Something about Braun Strowman and EC3. Is that his name? And uh, I didn't even know that they knew each other, but... They're starting up a promotion, and they're going to be bringing in a lot of free agents. And uh, they already have a TV deal, but the concept of their promotion is different. It's going to be like, uh, well, you guys probably read already, but um, it's almost like uh, it's for, it's like a promotion uh, by wrestlers for wrestlers, you know what I mean? and uh those two guys know what it's like to work for WWE and uh you know kind of be cast aside and um being that they have experienced that they want to do things differently and uh I think by them being in the business and uh having been treated poorly that they might be some pretty uh good guys to work for so I think that we might have ourselves You know, the wrestling promotion, if whatever TV deal they got, is uh, something that a lot of people will or can tune into. So that's big news in wrestling. And uh, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what happens with that. Like I said, you know, uh, you guys know I'm not a big fan. Not a big fan of today's product. But I'm a big fan of the industry. You know what I mean? I've, uh, lived it, and, uh, you can't help but to be a wrestler, you know what I mean? I am a wrestler, I'm just not an active wrestler, you know what I'm saying? You could, uh, you could take the wrestler out of the ring, but you can't take the ring out of a wrestler, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I made that up myself. You like it? Don't go stealing that. Trademark. Give me infringement. Don't do it. So, um... Very interested to see what's going on with, uh, you know, the rumors and uh, the speculations. And uh, speaking of rumors and speculations, there's a lot of that going on, man. There's a lot of talk about Cody Rhodes. Yeah, there's all this talk about that he uh, he left AEW and uh, that he's going to WWE. And I'll be honest with you. That's one of two things happening. That is that it's a work, which I believe that it is. I don't believe that somebody who helped start a company and who has uh, other shows on those networks that AEW was on, that he would walk away from that. So I believe that the whole release of Um, him getting released or him asking for a release or whatever it was, is a complete work. And, uh, which I like because they're blurring those lines of reality and a work and, uh, and it's working, man. It's working. It's like kayfabe is coming back and I like that. They're doing it very well. And so I believe that it's a work, but I also believe that there is a chance That AEW and WWE might be doing the complete, uh, ultimate, yeah, ultimate swerve, and, uh, that they are actually in cahoots with each other, and, uh, that that forbidden door is being, uh, swung wide open, and, uh, I just don't believe that it's real that Cody would leave and go back to WWE. I happen to know Cody. And uh, I don't believe that after all the history with him and with his whole family, that um, of all places that he would go back there. Now, I believe one of the rumors that I heard is that he's going to take some time away and he's going to come back. With a whole heel faction of guys that are uh, free agents. And perhaps he's just waiting for their uh, no-compete clause to expire. And uh, if that happens, very big fan of seeing who's coming in, man. It reminds me a lot of, uh, yeah, something that happened back in the 90s, man. And I like that. So, very, very interested in seeing what happens uh, with that whole storyline. In other news, uh, let's see what else is happening. Uh-huh, let's see. Well, I understand that uh, AEW, and all wrestling in general, you know how I feel about uh, wrestlers not looking like wrestlers, and I don't care how many flippity floppities that you do, um, that a lot of the wrestlers don't even look like athletes, and uh, they, they look like, uh, like young kids when they're actually like in their 30s or in their late 20s, but they look like teenagers. Now, AEW, they just signed a very lucky kid, don't remember his name, don't care, I hear he's a prodigy, I hear he's a great wrestler, never saw him wrestle, but here's the deal, the kid is legit, sixteen years old. Looks eleven. He's not even. He hasn't even graduated from high school yet. And AEW has said that they will not give him a full time contract until he's uh. Well, you know, look at that right there. Yeah. <laughs> um. They won't give him the full time contract until he's uh graduated from from high school, which is cool. But here's the thing, man. Like. You can't, man. Like it's just not believable. Who are you going to put him in the ring with, man? He makes he makes Adam Cole look like Batista, man. You know what I'm saying? Like uh there's a lot of you that will agree with me that are old schoolers, and then you got the new generation that thinks that uh, you know, that's okay. That uh you know, them somebody like him wrestling somebody that uh, you know, that looks like Wardlow, you know what I mean? Imagine that, man. I mean you know you can't have these guys either that or you gotta split it up into divisions like the two oh five live, man. You gotta put like the the kids division, you know what I mean? Because you can't have a believable match with uh with a guy like you know, like the way that Keith Lee threw that kid around a couple weeks ago, man. I mean, come on. The kid ain't gonna get no offense on nobody, man. It, it would, just wouldn't look ridiculous. So, I don't know, man. I understand that uh, the kids today, they want to, uh, you know, the fans, they want to they live vicariously through these wrestlers. And it used to be back in the day that the, the kids wanted to be like these larger-than-life characters. That's how it was for me, man. I saw Hulk Hogan, and I saw Randy Savage, and I saw, you know, all these guys that looked like wrestlers, man. You know, even the guys that weren't big, you know, guys like Shawn Michaels, man. I mean, uh, guys like Bret Hart, they weren't big, but they look huge next to these guys that they're signing now, man. It ain't right. But that's what uh, that's what today's fan wants, man. They want guys that look like uh, like them. You know, either a guy that looks like he's, uh, you know, six years away from of uh, going through puberty or some typical uh, overweight, uh, how can I put this, That's politically correct. No, I'm not going to do that. Some fat guy with a farmer's tan that wears uh, basically the same thing that I'm wearing right now as ring gear. Yeah, and then they're talking about, here's the next thing. Nice segue into the next thing. And they're talking about that. They're talking about Stone Cold Steve Austin coming back for WrestleMania. I can't believe that's going to happen. I believe that Vince and the WWE are spreading rumors just to get fans excited that they're the ones putting out all this information, all this dirt sheet information. I cannot see Stone Cold coming back. Um, he said it 20 years ago, man. He was done. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, even if it is for one match, man, you don't bring an icon like that back to wrestle somebody like Kevin Owens. I'm sorry, man. That ain't going to do nothing for nobody because, you know, if you want something to, uh, if you're going to bring back somebody for WrestleMania, check it out, man, there's talks about The Rock coming back, you have another match between The Rock and Stone Cold, since those two were the last two to wrestle each other, that was uh, Stone Cold's last match, man, have a rematch with no heat involved, man, all it is is like two friends that have a history together, and it's like an exhibition match, man, hey, this is for WrestleMania, this is for the fans, we're gonna, uh, we're gonna go in there and be the main event and tear it up. Why? Because they still can put asses in seats and the people that are uh, the new talent don't have much talent. I'm going to say that right now. They could do flips. I'll get them a job here in Vegas at the Cirque Show, man. No problem there. But uh, when it comes to, and, and Brock Lesnar said this on uh, one of uh, the talk shows, uh, one of the podcasts or something, um He said, man, that these wrestlers need to step up and uh, learn how to put asses in seats. And he's absolutely right. That's why they got to keep using Brock Lesnar. That's why they got to bring back Goldberg. That's why they got to bring back, you know, Stone Cold, supposedly, and The Rock. And, you know, there's talk about The Undertaker coming out. And, you know, these guys shouldn't have to come out. You know what I'm saying? But there will never, ever be another Attitude Era, man. There will never be another uh, new generation. Um, there will never be another golden era. I don't know what era this is, but it's not an era. It's an error. Ha <laughs> See what I did there? A little play on words there. But, um, I don't know, man. I think there's a lot of rumors being started by the companies themselves to get people distracted. Um, now... If Cody and Brandy did show up at WWE, the only match that I'd want to see them do is the rumored match that somebody, you know, at least uh, it was just uh, an idea of uh, them facing Triple H and Stephanie. That would be great, man. There's a story behind it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, That right there is a a WrestleMania-worthy match. And uh, I don't know what kind of shape... Triple H is in after his heart attack, which they won't admit is a heart attack. They're saying it was a cardiac event or whatever they want to call it. Um, I don't know how he's doing health-wise. I don't know, you know, the, uh, the obvious heat that Vince uh, has um, with his son-in-law because he takes the keys away from him with NXT which could just be an ego jealousy thing. And um, he takes away everything from him, fires his friends, the whole nine yards, man. Um, I don't know what's going on with that. But obviously, WWE is able to keep some things quiet. But I think that uh, with that being said, that they're keeping things quiet. The way that uh, all of these rumors are out, like about Cody and this and that, it's like if they wanted to keep that quiet, they could. If it is them putting it out, they're putting it out on purpose. So there's a lot that, uh, you know, you can't work a worker, you know what I mean? Might work on some of the fans, which is great, because then you're creating this whole, uh, like I said, this whole uh, blurred line. and, uh, And basically, by doing that, Making, uh, fabe uh, something that, uh, is slightly being brought back. And I like that. You know what I mean? Like, uh, make the fans think that they know everything. All these smart marks, you know, they think they know everything. And then the next thing you know, man, it was like, oh man, that was work. Just like the biggest work of them all, the Montreal screw job. And you could disagree, but I know what I'm talking about, man. I've been around long enough to know that you can't work a worker. Ah. So, let's see. What other topics, man? I should have wrote them down because with my memory, I know that I'm going to be done on here and I'm going to forget something. Let's see, what else, what else? There was other things that are going on. Um, hmm. Well, if any of these things are actually going to happen, um, WrestleMania will probably be worth watching. Um, but only because they're bringing in you know, the stars of 20 years ago, man, it's crazy, but, uh, you know, in the next five or 10 years, what is WWE going to have besides these, uh, little kids that, uh, and they're trying to get away from that now, and they're getting like big guys that don't know how how to wrestle, they have no, uh, no background in entertainment or athletics, or at least not wrestling, um. Playing football is a lot different than being an entertainer in the ring. And uh, the problem with the Performance Center is that it's a factory that's just spitting out the same cookie-cutter person, same wrestler. Um, and the next five or ten years, man, when that's all you got, because guys like Randy Orton are gone and uh, they can't bring back any, any stars from yesteryear. They're uh, they're not they're not gonna be um, WWE is not gonna be the show to watch, um, and especially with WWE having competition now. See, they got too used to not having competition, and they figured that they could slack off a little bit. Yeah, but now now what happens? What happens when you got Impact Wrestling and you got AEW and you got uh, Ring of Honor that's gonna start back up? And, uh, and all these free agents, man. You know what I'm saying? You shot yourself in the foot, Vinnie Mac. Um, Speaking of Vinnie Mac, Shane O'Mack, that's something to talk about. I think it's a complete work, too. I think that, uh, that that never happened. That whole firing of his son, I don't think that happened, man. There's something going on. There's something going on, and there was rumor of... Shane going to AEW and, uh, showing up there with a bunch of ex-WWE guys that Vince let go of and, uh, and acting as he's competing with his dad who fired him. If WWE and AEW are working together, creating storylines and creating that blurred line and, um, and basically knocking that forbidden door down. I might even start watching it again, man. Because I'm really digging those ideas and those storylines. And those, you know, the merge uh, of working together. Just like back in the day, man. Um, when promotions did work together. And there were territories and they would trade talent and this and that, man. And they all worked together. You know, the NWA... They were all separate promoters in separate territories, but they were all under the NWA, man. So they all worked things out to make the business better. See, Vince didn't want to do that. He wanted to change the business, which he did, and which is great. But at the same time, you know, it's kind of like he went into business for himself, which they say never to do if you're a wrestler. But he did it. And, um, you know, it's funny how when things happen, that uh, history repeats itself. And the more things change, the more they stay the same. And what I'm talking about is when Vince bought the WWF from his dad in 1982, what did he do to secure talent to make his program and his promotion the number one? What did he do? He went in to every promotion and told them, He's gonna buy him out. He told him, I'm coming in, I'm invading your territory, and I'm gonna pay your stars a lot more money to jump ship. Well, fast forward, uh, probably about uh, what 20 years or so, um, maybe 10, 15, 15 years. The next thing you know, Ted Turner's doing the same exact thing back to Vince. Ain't that something, man? Talk about payback. Yeah, turnabout is fair play, as Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse Ventura would say. So you see, and now, now what's happening? Now AEW is doing the same thing to Vince. Because uh, that's what happens, man. What goes around comes around. So now AEW is bringing in stars. That were putting asses in seats. Or maybe they weren't. But that's only because they were being held down. And being told that creative has nothing for you. Well, if creative has nothing for you, why are you releasing the wrestler and not creative? You never hear about anybody getting fired from the creative writing team. You hear about them getting rid of producers and uh, and talent and, uh, you know... People that people like William Regal, like, unless all those firings are a work, man, and they're all gonna show up elsewhere, but it's really a whole work. I like that. Do what's best for business, the wrestling business, not your own business. See, and that's the thing, Vince. Yeah, and I'm going to call you Vince, man. I'm looking right in the video scope because somebody's going to see this and somebody's going to tell you to watch it. Yeah, and you're going to be sitting there on your private plane and you're going to watch, man. You're going to see much, and you're going to know that I am the number one macho man impersonator, past, present, and future. Yeah, and you're going to be coming to me asking me to do something with you. Yeah, but uh, yeah, if you do, I'm going to tell you that I'm going to a W to do it because uh, I like it there better. I had a dream of working for WWE ever since I was 11 years old. And I did work for you, Vince. You didn't even know it. I wasn't under contract, but I sat in catering many, many times and collected a paycheck. And I did have a match on Sunday night heat. And, uh, and I did have uh, many other um, extra roles. As security or whatever. And I met you before, but you ain't going to remember that. But that's okay. Because uh, the bottom line is that you let your ego, man. You let your ego get a little out of hand. Yeah. If you didn't have an ego and you weren't uh, selfish, you'd be even more successful. That's right. And I'm coming... I'm coming out here and talking to you about how to be successful, and I ain't nobody, man. Look at where I live. Uh-huh. I bet you got a closet as big as this apartment, but that's okay. Because I got brains, man, and I know that you do too, but they seem to be slipping these days. Yes, they are, man. But here's the problem, Vince. What happened was is that you made your company... A uh, publicly traded company where you stopped caring about the fans. And you even said it recently in an interview that uh, you're putting out the program that you want to see. Not the fans. Why, Vince? The fans are the ones that pay money. The fans are the ones with all the ideas of what would be good. And uh, you're a little out of touch. You're a little uh, out there these days, man. But that was the first mistake, man. I'm talking about 2001 or 2000, whichever one that it was. And uh, you, 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 you sold out, man. You sold out. And now, as long as your shareholders are happy... That's all that matters. That's why you made so much money last year. It wasn't because you were putting out the best product. No, it's because you're gonna make money regardless of what the fans like. Don't you have enough money already? And uh, you're looking to just get rid of money, man. You know you could send it my way. <laughs> <clears throat> but we'll just save that for another day. I'll uh, I'll ask you for a loan when you call me up. that's about all I can think of as of right now. So I'm going to make this part one of this episode. And perhaps, perhaps there'll be some questions that you send in that I could answer. Keep in mind that you can still catch me on uh, my own podcast, The Motchcast, on YouTube on Thursdays. Check your local listings and be sure to uh, check out my Facebook from time to time because I'm always posting some interesting things and doing the Facebook Live thing and uh, check all my Instagram, man. You know, all you got to do is just put in MOTCH, M-O-T-C-H. It's all under MOTCH, oh man. So, whatever you want to check out, it'll be under that. I got YouTube and I got Instagram and I got Twitter and uh, I got a... Eventually, I'll figure out how this whole TikTok thing works. I'll have to ask some ten-year-old how to how to do that. But with that being said, I'm gonna leave things where they are right now, and uh, I will do a part two. So look forward to that. Hopefully, I'll be able to answer some of your questions. Don't be afraid to send some questions into the Monty and the Pharaoh show every week, man. You know, I'll mention your name and I'll, uh, maybe I'll answer your question. So on that note, on that note, with the shirt that I'm wearing, I'm sure you guys are old maniacs for life. And I'll see you real soon. Yeah, dig it.